Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things seen, heard, or read to what we did and what we do. You know, stuff and junk. Hello, my name is Albert. So with Comic-Con being cancelled this year, and they're doing a Comic-Con at home version, I wasn't sure if I was going to do a Comic-Con episode this year like I normally do. Uh, but apparently, here I am doing one right now. Because I was able to get an interview with David Glanzer once again, as I do every year. He is the the public relations guy for Comic Con, uh, so yeah, uh, this is taken over a Zoom call, and uh, you know what? I'm just gonna play the interview right now. And once again, it is a Comic Con tradition for me to interview this one special guest that I always have every year, uh, the Chief Communications and Strategies Officer, David Glancer. Welcome back to the show, David. Good, uh, thank you. Good to be here. Always yeah. happy to be here. Yes, much appreciate, much appreciate. I, I honestly thought that we weren't going to do this this year for obvious reasons, but I decided like you guys had such a big event for Comic Con at home, I have to cover it. <laughs> so here well, we are. I, I appreciate that you did. I think you know we all didn't know what to expect, um, but uh, but I'm I'm glad it you know I'm I'm glad you're here. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, all right, so let's get this going. Okay, uh, what is the thought process behind Comic-Con at home? Did it start before or after WonderCon at home? So that's a great question. When we had to uh, postpone WonderCon, um, we really, you know, didn't know what was going to happen with Comic-Con. And we, if you remember, you know, way back in the early stages of this, there wasn't a lot of information. I, there probably still isn't a lot of information. Right. But at the time, it was really a matter of <clears throat> can we do Comic-Con? and you know, there was still thought that maybe we could, maybe it would be a slightly different, um, but we held out as long as we could. And then um, when the, uh, when the, the, the word kind of came down that large gatherings, you know, wasn't going to be a possibility throughout summer, we knew that we had to go ahead and cancel the show. Mm -hmm. But shortly after that, we thought, is there a way to do what we did with WonderCon, but on a larger scale? And if you'll remember, on WonderCon weekend, we had decided to go ahead and um, put some old videos up, put a couple of uh, uh, different things, activities, just you know, try to engage with the community. So we tried to do that with Comic Con too, and and you know, our big questions were: A, is this something we could do? And B how would we do it? So um, we just started thinking, um, reaching out to you know program participants and others and seeing if people wanted to be or could they be involved. And uh, that's that's how it started. Yeah. I, the, one of my curious questions about that is how cooperative were the exhibitors, publishers, and studios with this uh, kind of event? Well, I, you know, they all had a, a, some great questions um, that we sadly couldn't answer. Mm. A lot of them were, you know, how many people do you expect to attend? Um, you know, what? how are you going to promote it? Is it something that, um, you know, I think that everybody wanted to be involved. But you know what? I think I, I forget as I sit in my house on my computer staring at my four walls that so is everybody else. So I know that in the process, when I was talking to, you know, whoever it happens to be at different corporations or whatever, I pictured them being in their offices. But when we would Zoom or whatever, you know, you realize, no, some people are in their bedrooms, some people in their dining rooms, some people are in their home offices. So just saying, hey, let's all get together and do this, 
isn't as easy as just doing it because now you have to coordinate with a whole bunch of other people who are also at home. Uh, and sometimes, you know, they're in different time zones. Some people may be on the West Coast, some may be on the East Coast. Um, do they have the capacity to actually put, you know, programs together to have merchandise and stuff that can be on the floor? I mean, there were just a whole bunch of questions that, um, in many instances, you know, they would have to answer themselves. And in the end, I, I think it worked out uh, fairly well. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it worked out much better than anybody anticipated it was going to be, quite honestly. Uh, yeah, us too. Us too. I, you know, I was really worried in the very beginning, you know, would anybody show up? And uh, luckily, it looks like that people have. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Um, one of the other big, bold ideas you guys have was having a virtual exhibit hall. And yeah. the, the way you guys did it is people have to go through the map. And is it like you wanted the consumers to experience how much time it actually takes to walk through Hall A to Hall G? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think people were familiar with the setup of the floor. Yeah. So uh, we want, you know, we thought, oh, you know what? This is probably the best way to do this. But also, you know, really, we tried to replicate as much as we could the actual Comic-Con with the online version. So. Mm -hmm. There's the you know ability to go see programs. We could have released all the programs at the same time. Right. We didn't. You know, we could have uh, had a list of names um, without an exhibit floor, but we didn't. Um, just trying to you know make it as familiar to people as as we possibly could. No, it, I don't understand that. But I mean, at least you gave the option to actually click on the link where it has the exhibitors in an alphabetical as well as a searchable option as well. And honestly, that's yeah. how I did it because it's a lot easier than going through the whole virtual floor. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. Although I do have to tell you, I did go through the floor to just kind of wow. browse. Yeah, you okay. know, because there were some play, some you know people that I wasn't necessarily uh, aware of. But you know, I thought I would I would browse the floor too. But you're right. There there was different options, and uh, and I think it hopefully made it you know uh, 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 easier for people. Yeah, um, to be honest, I tried to do the, the floor as well. It's just that at a, at a certain point, I'm like, I don't think I have time for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Comic-Con, I would, but, you know, we're at home kind of situation. Uh, a lot of people were confused about that, too. And, and that's, that seems to be part of it. Uh, yeah, I think, you know what, you know, this is our first time. I think we've right. learned a lot. Uh, after Comic-Con, we'll do what we, we always do in that is we'll, you know, have meetings about what worked, you know, what, what needs improvement, things like that. So, um, you know, we're taking notes as we go along. The other thing you said, like you're trying, you're trying to replicate Comic-Con as it is. You actually have activations virtually for Comic-Con yeah, at home, which I, I wasn't expecting either. And I'm glad it's there. Um, well, you know, that was something we didn't know if we could do. One of the things that we discovered early on was um, we couldn't have one platform for everything. So, the platform that was going to host uh, panels couldn't necessarily host the exhibit hall, which couldn't necessarily host um, the uh, art show, et cetera. Uh, we, if we had more time, maybe, but uh, it m made more sense for us to go ahead and do a multi-platform uh, show where the Comic-Con website would be the conduit by which you could do that. So as you said, you know, you could go to YouTube for the programs, you go to Tumblr for the art show and, and uh, 
uh, uh, Masquerade. You could go to um, you know Discord for gaming. You could go to any number of things for uh, for 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 different elements of of Comic Con. Oh, one thing I kind of wish I tried was uh, that Cener helped with the watch-alongs for the movies and programming and whatnot. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I it's so funny when when this all started. I I my big hope was to. Um, be able to catch some panels. And I think very early on, I caught two panels uh, just because I wanted to see how it went. Um, but I haven't had much of a chance to really <laughs> uh, take part in some of the other stuff. But from what I've heard, the scener has worked out really well. Gaming has worked out really well. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope people are happy. And from the emails that we've gotten and, and some of the social, I, I think people uh, are, we couldn't meet in, in person, but at least we can meet uh, virtually. Right. Um, for Future Tech Live, one of the activations you have, they did. Did you download that app where you get to see the a floor in virtual reality? I, I did not. I did not. Um, okay. Unfortunately, that and the FX, which has some stuff that uh, sounds very fun, those were two things that I was not able to do. So I did try the Future Tech Live take. And honestly, take a look at that because that's almost like like what the future of a virtual comic book could be like. They have like multiple floors, they have rooms that you can go you can go into. And it was kind of neat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, you know, it's a it's a very different um, it's a very different world in in twenty twenty. I almost right, said yeah. twenty eleven. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I need my coffee. Uh, it's a very different <laughs> world in 2020 than it was just, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, I think there's a, I think the reality is the, we were forced into an online element. Well, not forced. Mm. Um, we were, you know, we, 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 Encouraged. To make sure there was some <laughs> way for the community to, to stay involved because a big part of Comic-Con really is the fans and the people who come. Mm -hmm. So um, this online thing seemed to be the, the most logical way to go. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, I think there are elements that you know, may live on. Even if we all meet in San Diego next year and it's just like it was in the past, I, I kind of think there'll still be an online element. I don't know nice. what that will be, but you know, we've learned a lot and um, you know, I, I, can, I can see that happening. Now, the, the biggest thing that a lot of people are aware about with Comic-Con at home, besides Exhibit Hall and the activations and whatnot, are the panels. That seems to be the thing that everybody seems to be advertising online, the media and whatnot. So I guess we should go through that. What is the official count on how many panels there are? You know what? The last time I heard, I think it was 375. Wow, okay. But yeah, but that was, um, I think that was Monday, uh, what is today's Sunday? That was Monday of last this past week okay so it could, it could have gone up i think i to be honest with you, i'm not really sure but it's, it's between as i've been saying to people it's between 350 and 400 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, are they all pre-recorded and why did you go pre-recorded and not live yes we didn't have the 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 runway really to be able to plan live interactive things okay. and the reason for that is you know do you need moderators do you need content to review content uh, what are people going to do? When can they get stuff together? Um, the the mere fact of having something um, that was going to have as many hours as we had hoped mm -hmm. required, you know, some oversight. I mean, you know, at Comic-Con, 
you know, we have people in the room who are moderating. We have there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do. Um, uh, live is a little bit less, uh, a little bit less of an ability to do that. But also the technology, you know, where would that live? Who could live on that? Um, so the decision was made to do it um, or recorded. What's really cool is some companies went ahead and reached out to their fan base and uh, asked them questions, which they were able to answer yeah. during their panels. Some companies went ahead and did little videos in front of their panels. Uh, there was a lot. There was. It was really great because a lot of the uh, companies ended up, you know, they could do what what they thought was best and connect could connect best with their fan base. And they did that. So no two panels were the same. And I think that was kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, um, IGN, your, one of your event partners, actually has like a chat when they try to broadcast the, the panels on their website. So yes. people can go there. Twitch is also kind of doing the same thing as well. So people could go over there as well. But I could. Yeah. And, and I think with the, like with Senior, like the movie screens, uh, that's that same thing where you can, you know, you can interact a bit. I think some of the gaming platforms have that, but they all have moderators. So yeah. you know, make sure that everybody hears the same rules. Make sure that you know nothing untoward or or you know uh, crazy happens, and and that's important because Comic Con, whether it's online or uh, in person, is is a is a very tolerant organization, and we don't want anybody to feel as if they're not welcome. Yeah, I I totally understand. I know a lot of people online disagrees with that concept that we have to be able to say whatever we want, but you're right. Uh, in this kind of in this kind of environment, you probably shouldn't. So yeah, you know what? Somebody had said, you know, I'm a, a big proponent of freedom of speech, but somebody had said something to me once uh, when I was a young kid, and it kind of stuck with me. That is, because you have the right to say something doesn't mean you should say it. Correct. And I think that's true. You know, we were all brought up, you know, to have good manners and whatnot. And um, you know, I, I think it's just you know, when you live and work in a community, and when you play in a community, when you experience a community you want to have that that community feeling where you don't where you feel safe where you you know you're with friends and look we have disagreements i have had i've had lots of disagreements uh with people you know when i was attending comic-con about which show was better or you oh, know yeah. <laughs> who's this or whatever and those are friendly conversations and it never got to a point where i felt bullied or you know anybody else did so disagreement isn't uh, a band it's just make sure that it's civil right and speaking of rules uh did was somebody in charge of watching all those videos and possibly editing them <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so luckily we had a team of people who um uh because you know there were certain rules that that uh, that we we gave everybody mm -hmm. uh but we had to make sure that uh they were formatted correctly we had to make sure the rules would adhere to uh and i have to tell you i think you know in very, very few cases um, was anything edited or, or sent back. And I think most of those ended up being because of technical issues. In most cases, I think, you know, we tried to, to, to be as you know, lean as we possibly could. Yeah. So, so I, I know you didn't have time to watch all the panels. And, uh, but for Kevin Smith, the ones I have seen of him, he self-censored himself with the, with the other panels, the panels that he was a host in. Uh, but for the evening with Kevin Smith, which you're familiar with, uh, the whole age, 7 o'clock showing and whatnot, uh, he speaks his mind. And I was surprised with his panel because I hardly ever hear uh, beeping when he talks at Comic-Con. And he actually had beepings in this one. So I was curious. Yeah, the, the, the thing with Comic-Con is, you know, the panel runs once. 
Right. It's, you know, anybody, I don't want to speak to specifics, but anytime there's a, a panel that may have adult content that's typically run at night, mm -hmm. the challenge that we had with Comic-Con at home is the panels live on. Yeah. So while it might have been broadcast at night, it could be rewatched on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, true, true, true. Um, I, I, so, that, so that's the difference between the, the live show and the, uh, you know, the, the, the Comic-Con at home. One of the great things I think that um, I hope people will take advantage of this coming week is the fact that a lot of these panels live right. uh, beyond just Comic-Con weekend. You know, some will probably come down after a couple of weeks because of contractual uh, uh, obligations, but a lot of them will live on, and I hope people take advantage of that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that, that the studios will realize that, that it's okay to show exclusive clips and trailers, which they did do for Comic-Con at Home, and maybe they'll be okay next year with some kind of broadcast with the Hall H or Ballroom 20. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a, a question we have to have because I think one of the great things about Comic-Con, you know, we we deliberately made this a, a free event. There was no paywall. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there, the, 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 the question of revenue really is an important one for us. We had to cancel two shows this year. Uh, we rolled over a lot of the tickets, a lot of the badges and exhibits for next year. So Yeah, thank you for that. The, yeah, this year is going to be very, very lean in terms of finances. Normally, when you're at Comic-Con, you'll see um, uh, buildings wrapped with signage, you know, flagpoles, uh, buses, all this kind of stuff. Uh, that revenue you know, didn't exist for us this year. We're mm -hmm. grateful that, that we did have some sponsors, right. so that's a good thing. But um, So we have to just make sure that we want people to still come to the physical show because that helps us pay our bills. No, yeah, of course. Uh, speaking of future shows, a lot of the comments online, and you, you alluded to this earlier, is that a lot of people do want to see a Comic-Con at home version whenever San Diego Comic-Con is running at the same time. They think this is a great option to have while the physical show is going on. Yeah, I think there are, there are pluses and minuses to that. The plus, obviously, is that everybody can attend. Mm -hmm. But um, again, if you know you can watch it at home, um, why attend the show in person? I'll call it. You know, people show up anyway. <laughs> well, I, I think so too. I think that uh, you know the the physical community is something that is mm -hmm. irreplaceable. Um, but also, you know, it, it allows more people to take part in stuff. So, you know, again, we're 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 worried right now about just making sure this week goes off. You know, as as close to without a hitch as possible. Right. But I think that, um, you know, when the show is over and we start comparing notes and all that, you know, we'll decide how to move forward and, and um, how to make it, uh, you know, retain the stuff that worked and make it uh, not only fun for people, but make sure that we, uh, you know, we, that we can do it. Uh, speaking of hitches, I guess I should address some of them. Uh, YouTube copyright kind of affected a couple of your panels, uh, but you yeah. guys were able to resolve it pretty quick. Yeah, you know, uh, um, um, there's a whole process before you can um, post material, both uh, uh, music-wise and some other stuff. And and some of the platforms have uh, algorithms that, right. that flag stuff. And I think in a couple of instances, um, Star Trek there was a, a confusion. Yeah. Uh, 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 and so, but they were it was resolved for everything. Yeah, I've and you know, honestly, with you know, three hundred and fifty or almost four hundred panels. Uh, I think for the most part, um, I think things you know went well. 
Yeah, I'm just impressed that you guys solved it so fast because so many people on YouTube have issues with getting strikes and they, they didn't deserve them. But you guys, you guys were on the ball on that one. I was very impressed. Well, well, thank you. I think it had probably more to do with uh, uh, the other parties because before we launched this, we, we had meetings with all the platforms to say, hey, look, this is what we're planning on doing. Do you think your platform can handle the, the bandwidth? Um, you know, here's what's going to appear. And so everybody, um, you know, whether it was CBS, whether it was us, whether it was YouTube, whether it was whoever, uh, you know, uh, everybody was working very hard as if it was a regular Comic-Con. So uh, when a problem came up, they were able to address it very quickly. Are you able to address the reason why certain panels were canceled? No. No, of course not. <laughs> I thought I'd try. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, the other question I do want to ask is uh, AMC's The Walking Dead is usually on the Comic-Con batch, but Amazon Prime Video got it this year. Is that, is, that, is that a sign that maybe Amazon Prime Video will have it the next couple of years? Well, you know what? Look, the, 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 uh, the um, sponsorship was very important to us, and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Amazon Prime uh, was very... Um, Determined to have a presence, you know, uh, right. um, without getting into the, the whole minutia of, of the discussions that we had, um, you know, they really wanted to have a presence and uh, we're very grateful that they did and they stepped up to have that uh, that badge. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, uh, very cool. They have some great shows. Um, and we're, for, you know, we're, look, between them and, and IGN and uh, Apple TV and mm. Uh, you know, some of our other sponsors, we were honestly, without their help, it would have been even more of a challenge to to bring this to life. So you have, know, have you tried the activation that Amazon Prime did for upload? You should try that if you haven't get a chance. You know what? I uh, I was sent a link early on, I okay. believe, and I visited what I saw I liked. But again, you know, it's like, you know, a minute here, a minute there. Right. I, just, no, I understand. Uh, well, but I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, <laughs> This afternoon, if things slow down for me a bit, that I'll be able to go and play. Yeah, I'm hoping to keep it on for a couple of weeks because I'm, I'm trying to get people to try because I want to see their video for it. So, yeah, I hope it still stays on for a while so people can Yeah, try. we you know we had told people in terms of the, the, the Comic-Con at home that uh, there should be a minimum of two weeks of the panels living nice. live. Some people wanted to take them off a little bit earlier. We, you know, we, we thought that really wouldn't be fair. So, um, but I think the... Uh, I think you know anything that's uh, happening offsite. I think would be smart too to to let it run for a couple of weeks because I think the energy will still exist. Yeah, I think so too. You know? uh, speaking of energy, I mean, there were people who literally went over to the San Diego Convention Center and had yeah. meetups at the at where Hall H line would have been. They had a mm -hmm. memorial for Comic Con and all that stuff. So that was that was kind of nice. It was interesting. I, you know, I think that they were all. Um, somebody had asked me uh, in an interview if we encouraged that and. Um, what we had said was basically, you know, not something we're encouraging. Right. Because one is because we're not there. Mm -hmm. But also in light of uh, the pandemic and that we want to make sure people are safe. It looks to me as if those uh, those people who got together were for the most part, you know, um, within their quarantine group and stuff like that. And it was nice. I mean, I, you know, the photos that we've seen, the outreach that we've seen, the feedback that we've gotten is really um, – emotional i mean it's you know i have to tell you when we when we had to announce that we were going to have to cancel the show you know people were very emotional in the office there were some people that were crying and um 
because it was very sad. But I'm so happy that, you know, people are, you know, wearing their costumes at home and, and um, printing out the badge and, you know, uh, even making badges for their pets. And um, <laughs> you know what? They've embraced, you know what? Our fans are amazing. Our attendees are remarkable. They wait in long lines and they don't look at it as a negative always because they make friends, they talk with people. Here's a clear example. We're not having a physical show. It's an internet um, experience and they're making the best of being stuck at home too. And I love that. I, I lo it makes me love this community even more. Yeah, so do I, so do I. There's a reason why I go every year, or at least I try to go every year. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, I, well, I like yeah, we really are. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you guys chose YouTube uh, over the other services and whatnot for video, the panels and whatnot, because uh, YouTube is, there's a lot of people that watch YouTube, and I think that was the best platform to, to spread the word about Comic-Con through the panels. And YouTube was very, very uh, helpful and very uh, uh, friendly to us and very, very engaged, so we're very grateful to them as well. So leading to the last question, speaking of YouTube, David, uh, do you normally watch YouTube? And if so, are there channels? What channels do you watch on YouTube? Uh, <laughs> I, I do, um, a lot of, uh, 70s music, believe oh, it or not. All right, I don't know okay. why a lot of 70s music. Um, I, I subscribe to a couple of, uh, uh different, different, uh, channels. Um, and oftentimes it's, uh, it's just to relax and, you know, kind of, you know, enjoy myself. I will tell you though, that, uh, I think of, uh, uh, YouTube sometimes is, is kind of like the internet. You know, you may start in one place yes. and end up someplace completely different. The YouTube so, rabbit uh, hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really is. It is a good rabbit hole, but it is a rabbit hole. Yes. All right. Well, David. What about you? What what station do you listen to? Uh, I I actually use YouTube almost like like a news media, honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There there are the funny videos and whatnot, but there are there are some some people on YouTube who report on subject matters that I like, like the comic books and, yeah. and video games and movies and whatnot. I actually go to YouTube more for that kind of stuff, as well as like the political stuff. I, I go to YouTube for those kind of things. So so a lot of uh, informational material. For yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it, it, I often find myself if there's a story that I missed um, and that, you know, I read about it, uh, they'll say, oh, you know, video of so-and-so, so-and-so, and it's not included in the story. Right. Invariably, I can go to YouTube and it's posted there by somebody. So yeah. it and is, it's, 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 a, it's a fun resource, but it's also an informational resource. Yeah. I, I, I think for any media, anybody could abuse them and show crap on, on media. But there are informational stuff and important stuff that you can find on those platforms as well. Yeah, and great historical stuff too. Like I said, you know, seventies music. <laughs> right, exactly. For me, it'll be eighties music, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I have to tell you, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge uh, a, a new wave music. Yeah, band. there you go. Um, but I, when I was a little kid, I would sleep with the radio on, mm -hmm. and um, I think that's where my seventies music uh, uh, kind of came from because uh, it brings me back to 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 my my youth. Cool. All right, David. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, once again, I enjoyed Comic-Con at home. I don't know what everybody else is saying, but I loved it. <laughs> Thank so. you so much. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that we had a chance to chat. Yes. And uh, hopefully next year when we chat, it'll be uh, in, uh, person. in the press office again uh, across yeah. from each other. Exactly. All right, David. Uh, have a good rest of, of Comic-Con at home. and Have a great rest of the week. And once Great. again, thank you for your time.
Thank you. You too. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye bye. All right, folks. So that was my uh, conversation with David Glanzer from Comic Con. Uh, really glad that I was able to talk to him again. It, it is it is like a Comic Con tradition for me now. Uh, assuming I'll, I'll go to Comic Con next year if I can. Maybe I can. Hopefully, David. David. <laughs> okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. So there, there's a couple of things I couldn't go over with him for for obvious reasons because they're just pretty much just like stuff that I liked and not really relevant to the information to the questions I was asking him. Uh, I want to mention the popular panels in Comic Con. So the popular panels, from what I've noticed, are uh, here. I'll listen to them right here. Uh, New Mutants, Vikings, Star Trek, The Boys, The Walking Dead, His Dark Materials, Marvel Comics, Charlize Theron, uh, Dragon Prince, DC Comics, Keanu Reeves, Kevin Smith. Those are the, the popular panels that you would see at Comic Con, uh, at the Comic Con at Home uh, YouTube channel. I also would do a shout out to Tyler from The Grand Gathering. He had unnecessary debates, and I believe last I checked, it's definitely over a thousand views already, and that's that's great. That's more than the the rooms that are usually given to him. So more people have actually seen his panel on Comic Con at home than on site itself. So that's that's amazing. Do do check them out. I'll I'll put the links to some of the panels that I that I enjoyed on the show notes. So take a look at that. Uh, also, just like it uh, at the physical Comic Con, there are also third party events that are happening. Uh, at Comic Con, it'll be like somewhere in downtown San Diego, but in the virtual Comic Con, it's also done virtually. You know, you got stuff from Pop XP, Pop XP or Pop Expo. They did some other panels for themselves. Adult Swim Con actually did their own panels. Pokemon Go Fest is doing another uh, another event to coincide with Comic Con. So those things do exist, and 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 it's pretty much like a sign of how Comic Con really is. So some of going back to the panels, uh, some things that I want to mention. I like I like the fact that people were joking about spoilers. Some of them were literally just like bleeping themselves for spoilers, and that's that's funny. Uh, people commenting on what they see in other people's homes in the Zoom calls. There's that obvious thing. At Star Trek Lower Decks panel, uh, Jerry O'Connell was was told to hop on his car's hood because he was Zoom chatting through in front of his car. So that was a nice surprising moment that you that you got if you watch that one. They 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 called Patrick Stewart SPS on his panel for the first time, I guess. SPS, which is Sir Patrick Stewart. And I kinda like the fact that Jonathan Franks go, uh, out of all these decades of, of knowing you, Patrick Stewart, uh I we never called you SPS before, and I guess this is a new take. Uh speaking of which, Maureen Assertis, you know, who played the Anna Troy in uh, Star Trek, was yelling at everybody else who was giving praise to Patrick Stewart because she's going like, no, no, you're going to give him a big head. And well, so that's kind of funny. The New Mutants panel, I love that they joked about all the delays that they were getting. And I love the emojis that they had in the in the, in the panel. So take a look at that. Oh, they also had a giveaways and uh, a trailers. Like I said, trailers and clips still exist even at Comic-Con at home. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, for the boys panel, there was a special call for Chase Crawford. Uh, the deep in in the show. I'm not gonna spoil what that is. If you haven't seen the panel for, if you're a fan of the boys, the the Amazon Prime Video show, uh, watch the panel. And I thought the special call <laughs> for Chase Crawford was pretty funny. Uh, Charlize Theron. The panel for Charlize Theron was great. Uh, really, really a good interview with Charlize Theron over there. Uh, for The Walking Dead, uh, Melissa McBride. Yeah, answer was was pretty funny, and a lot of people in in the panel had fun with that. It was called like a cat kind of thing, like a meow cat. 
Gotta give a shout out to the Hellstrom panel for doing a 12 minutes Black Lives Matter monologue opening their panel. Like they spent 12 minutes before they even got to like showing the trailer for Hellstrom. So kudos to them for, for doing that. That's really great. There are actually a lot of older, also a lot of uh, uh, panels on Comic-Con that, that covers Black Lives Matter and racial injustice and all that stuff. So it, it's it's worth checking out. Uh, Samara Weaving at the Bill and Ted uh, Tree movie panel. Samara Weaving mentioned how Keanu Reeves killed her uncle. Okay, so before you before you go like what? Samara Weaving is the niece of of uh, Hugo Weaving, who famously played Agent Smith in The Matrix, who Keanu Reeves as Neo in The Matrix uh, killed. So. So I, you know, I didn't even realize that until she mentioned it. That yeah, oh by the way, that's right. There's there's that that the degrees of separation between between movie franchises right there, uh, and yeah, and I mentioned in the interview lots of bleeping and censors for Kevin Smith, which surprised me because I'm not used to seeing Kevin Smith bleep that much, but yeah. So Comic Con at home, I did have fun uh, with the with with all the stuff. I actually bought merch, so there's that. The, the activations were great. I didn't think I was going to do activations, like I said, in the thing. And, and I thought that was fun. Uh, Amazon Prime Videos upload thing. Do check that out if you get a chance before it's gone. So do that. Uh, Neil Gaiman had like a like a Sandman thing where you get to call him up. Well, call his voicemail up and then leave like a dream. And then they, they will choose a dream and they will inst- they will illustrate it on Instagram. So that's, that's great. Uh, FX did have like several showcases like Archer and what we do in the shadows. There's, a, there's like a like a game you can play with what what you do in the shadows. Uh, Hannah had this this escape room kind of situation that I didn't really get into because I, I didn't watch the show. I didn't want to spoil it, so I didn't do that. So and and yeah, the Future Tech Live thing that 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 was uh, pretty cool. Tamashi Nations did kind of like a virtual boot as well kind of situation and and all that stuff. And I still have yet to go through Scener and Tumblr and all that other stuff. Browse through it, but didn't really dwell to it. But yeah, Comic Con at home. If it's the one thing is that they have they giving you weeks. If you spend like a couple couple hours each time, they're giving you weeks of entertainment. So so do check it out. It's I'm actually really like I said, told David I, I'm really impressed with Comic Con at home. It's it's worth it. It's worth checking out. It's free. It's free, guys. It's free. And and also shout out to uh, to the Grand Geekery. Uh, I think I believe this. I'm going to be releasing this episode before he does releases his. But I was a guest on the Grand Geekery recently, and we, we talk about San Diego Comic Con. So take a listen to that as well. You'll hear more of my thoughts about San Diego Comic Con. All right. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can leave a comment on our Twitter page, Instagram, Facebook, or on the website itself. Leave a voicemail if you dare. Show your support. Uh, there are free options, like Comic-Con is free. Comic-Con at home is free. I have, we have free options as well. Head over to whowhatworse.com slash support to find out how. Support Black Lives Matter. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. All the links and information can be found on whowhatworse.com, as well as the show notes. And before we go, how about I give you guys a recommendation? Uh, this is a recommendation that I gave you like a week, weeks ago, months ago, actually. Uh, Hoopla. Hoopla Digital. HooplaDigital.com. Uh, recently, you had The Old Guard, the movie that was released on Netflix. That's based on a comic book, The Old Guard, which you can read on Hoopla for free with a, with a free library card that you get from your city. You also have The Boys, which is an Amazon Prime TV show. And you can, it's also based on a comic book, which you can also read for free at Hoopla. So yeah, Hoopla is a very useful tool to read comic books that, that, that you want to just read for free, I guess. 
if you were like unsure if you want to buy them. But yeah, if you want to if you want to check up more comic books that that you don't normally see from Marvel or DC, head over to hooplodigital.com. Uh, get a get a free account from a free library card from your city, and and you're good. All right. This was episode 325 of the Stuff in Junction. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works Way Network.